0: As we heard last week from our visiting missionary, obedience is Jesus' love language. That's what he said last week. uh, Obedience is Jesus' love language. So each of us have ways uh, that we prefer to show love for someone, but also ways that we like to receive love. Sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're different. That's not the direction we're going this morning. But... As we see in scripture, and as we were reminded last week, obedience is Jesus' love language. Our obedience to him is a key way that he tells us he wants to receive love from us. Now I know that sometimes Christians have talked about obedience, doing what God says, in some uh, unhelpful and even untrue ways, sort of overemphasizing essentially we get right with god by doing enough good stuff which is completely contrary to the gospel okay but on the other side sometimes and i know that this tends to be sort of some of the circles that i've run in my generation have tended to go to the opposite extreme which basically ends up saying that what we do doesn't really matter at all it's all about grace it's all about god's goodness so what i do really doesn't matter all that much and that would be also false and contrary to the gospel But our readings today show clearly that to follow Jesus as Lord means that we need to take seriously doing what he commands. So our psalm for today, Psalm 119, the writer declares the joy of obeying God and his word. And he writes this, With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I've stored up Your Word in my heart that I might not sin against You. Blessed are You, O Lord. Teach me Your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of Your mouth. In the way of Your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I meditate on Your precepts and fix my eyes on Your ways. I will delight in Your statutes. I will not forget Your Word. Oh, how beautiful and fulfilling and wonderful to obey God's commands, he says. Jesus himself calls us to obey. So, for example, in the famous Great Commission, Jesus says in Matthew 28, when he speaks to his disciples after he's been raised from the dead, he speaks to them and says, all authority has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them, to observe all that I have commanded you. Go make disciples, and part of that is baptizing and teaching them to obey what Jesus has commanded. Jesus actually calls his people to obey, to follow after him. We are not saved by being obedient. Just have to say that out front. We are not saved by being obedient. We are saved entirely by God's grace which he gives to us, which we receive in faith. And as his saved people, as his followers, we are called to follow, to obey what he calls us to do. Now, I know that most of us here today got to hear the challenging message from our visiting missionary last week. And many have talked uh, to each other and to me about how can we now respond to what he was saying. And as he said in the presentation, and as our readings say very clearly this morning, that we respond to God by being obedient, by putting into practice what he and his word says. Yes, the call for some is to serve as a missionary in dangerous parts of the world, but here in Loganville, just as much as in the Middle East, we are called to live lives of obedience to God. Submitting to Jesus, that's what following him as Lord means, doing what he says, submitting to him and following his way. And so this morning, I want to offer three reasons that obedience to Jesus, obedience to his call, three reasons why doing that matters. There certainly could be more, but I want to offer three. Three things that obedience to Jesus brings and why that matters for us. So the first is this. Obedience to Jesus deepens our relationship with him. So being obedient, living that out, displays our love for Jesus, but it actually starts to deepen our love and our relationship with him. So in John chapter 14, Jesus himself says, If you love me you will keep my commandments. I mean, Jesus connects love and obedience together. This is Jesus. This is not Old Testament law. This is Jesus Himself. And He says that if we love Him, we will do what He commands. Jesus connects our love for Him with our obedience to Him. Or as John writes in 1 John chapter 5, he says, this is the love of God. That is, our love for God. This is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And He assures us that His commandments are not burdensome. This is how we show love for God, by obeying what He calls us to do. A seminary professor of mine now has four grown sons. And when they were younger, he, would, uh, he taught them this definition of obedience just children obeying their parents, he taught them this definition, and especially when they were being ornery and needed a reminder, he would uh, say it to them again and make them say it back. But uh, his definition of obedience that he taught his sons is, Obedience is doing what I say when I say it, because you love me and I love you. Obedience is doing what I say when I say it, because you love me and I love you. And obedience to Jesus is important because we love him, and he loves us. Do I love my children because they obey me? Of course not. But we see so clearly how the relationship improves when they do. I mean, obedience with a good attitude is one of the greatest things in the world from a young child. But obedience displays our love for Jesus, and in fact, doing so actually deepens our relationship with Him. Doing what He tells us to do actually transforms us and develops a greater love for Jesus in us. When we willingly follow Jesus, we discover that our hearts are actually changed and our relationship with Him is deepened. Being obedient to what he teaches, doing what he calls us to do, shows that we love him, and as we do so, we find that our hearts are changed and our relationship with God is deepened. Or to use the language of our vision statement here at Holy Cross, obedience is one of the ways that helps to lead us into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Obedience to Jesus deepens our relationship with him. Second, obedience enacts Jesus' reign. It puts it into practice. It enacts His kingdom reign. It does not bring His reign. God is already sovereign king and ruler of the world. Our obedience doesn't somehow make Him king. But our obedience to Him enacts, it displays, it personalizes His reign and it transforms individuals and communities. Obedience to Jesus enacts His reign in our lives and in the wider world. So when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. These are not sort of two totally separate items on a list. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. They're intimately connected. So when we say, Thy kingdom come, we're saying, and part of that kingdom coming, may Your will be done here on earth by us. Doing the work of the kingdom, doing the will of God, is part of enacting that kingdom that has come. And our obedience enacts his kingdom values and practices in the world. So in Isaiah chapter 9, which is typically read in our tradition around Christmas time, <clears throat> Isaiah 9 says of Jesus' kingdom over His kingdom, He will reign, rule over His kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. And so justice and righteousness are the hallmarks of Jesus' kingdom. And so, our just and righteous acts display His reign of justice and righteousness. So when we are obedient to Jesus... Your obedience points to his beautiful kingdom. When you take the place of humility and love and serve your spouse, you are enacting Jesus' kingdom. When you serve the poor and needy as Jesus commands, you are enacting Jesus' kingdom. When you, children, youth, when you obey your parents, you are enacting Jesus' kingdom. When you turn off the TV or the computer, when something inappropriate comes on, you are enacting Jesus' kingdom of love that values individuals as people made in the image of God instead of treating them as objects for your amusement. When you are kind to a disobedient child and show love for the thousandth time, You are enacting Jesus' kingdom. Jesus' kingdom is established with justice and righteousness and love and mercy and grace. And when we are obedient to Him and display these virtues, we are enacting His kingdom reign in this world. And so our obedience puts into practice, it enacts His reign. And third, our obedience makes Jesus look good. Our obedience makes our Lord look good. Our obedience reflects well on Jesus. So one of the most common objections that non-Christians in our world have is that self-proclaimed Christians don't live lives that look like Jesus. And then as those dearly beloved adopted children. We are commanded to put it into practice and do what he tells us to do. God, I know some people, especially in some of the circles that I've run in, have problems with this language, but God doesn't. God has no problem calling them commandments and expecting us to really truly obey. So in our passages today, we see specific commandments on things like anger Lust, divorce, forgiveness, reconciliation, oaths. We see Paul giving specific instructions on avoiding divisions within the church. In Micah, God calls sort of positively to pursue justice and kindness and humility before God. Especially following our missionary presentation last week, some were sensing a nudge from the Lord to give financially to jesus's work either through the church or directly to mission this again is something the bible explicitly commands us to do to give generously of our resources and finances and we need to take seriously the specific ways that god tells us to follow him not trying to explain them away but submitting to them and obeying because see, obedience to jesus matters Obedience deepens our relationship with Him. Obedience enacts His reign in our lives and in the world, and our obedience makes Him look good. It reflects well on our Lord when His people live as we should. So we're actually going to end differently this morning. Um, End the sermon, not the whole service. We're going to end the sermon a little bit differently this morning. What we're going to do is we're going to take a few minutes in quiet prayer to just ask God to speak to us and to show us specific a specific step of obedience that He's leading us to take. We'll just have some music playing in the background in just a moment. Um, but we're going to ask Him to give you individually a specific act of obedience that He's calling you to take. Now, we should all be obedient All the time. And so there are lots of steps of obedience that each one of us needs to take. But we're going to ask God to speak individually to us and show us one that we need to take. And perhaps He will tell you about a conversation that you need to have, asking for forgiveness. Perhaps He'll tell you to give something up. Perhaps He'll tell you to stop watching something. Perhaps He'll tell you to give away more of your resources. Perhaps he'll tell you to pray at a set time each day. So in your handout, there's just a half sheet of paper, um, and I want you to take it um, and pull that out. And I want you to be bold enough to write it down, even if it's hard for you. I, I make absolutely no promises that what he tells you to do is going to be easy. I also want to say very clearly, this is not time for you to think about how someone else needs to be obedient. (laughs) Try as you might, you cannot fill this out for your spouse or your children. But try to listen to the Holy Spirit and commit to one item of obedience to Him this week. Write it down and actually write it on both halves of the piece of paper and then tear the piece of paper in half And what we're going to do is you can keep one because you need to be reminded of what what this is. But the other, when you come forward for communion, that's why we put the baptismal font right here. It's empty. There's no water in it right now. Um, And you're actually going to, I'm going to invite you to bring it up, fold it up, crumple it up, whatever you want to do, but actually carry it forward and put it in the baptismal font here. And we're using the baptismal font for two reasons. One, we need something and it is a perfect size and shape for what we need but also how perfectly fitting it is to use the baptismal font for a step of obedience because one of the promises that we make in baptism is to, quote, obediently keep God's holy will and commandments and walk in them all the days of our life.